Welcome to Bougie Booze, a podcast hosted by a brother and sister from another mister. I'm Cam. I'm David. Thank you for listening as we talk about Black culture, Asian culture, pop culture, culture culture, and quite frankly, anything else we want to talk about. So how are you doing today, boo? I'm good. I feel like I was a man on a mission. and I feel like a, uh, what is it, a missionary going from door to door and changing lives. Because I, I I recently tried these chips from Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. Um, they are sour cream and onion flavored rings, but kind of like Funyuns, but they're made out of lentil and rice. Oh, okay. So a healthier version of a Funyun. Yes. Because and what what's Funyuns? Like fried potatoes, air fried potatoes? No, they're like, they're supposed to, they're supposed to simulate onion rings, mm-hmm. but they're just, I don't, I think that maybe they'd be just fried flour or I don't know what they I I have no idea actually <laughs> now I gotta look that up I'm like what are Funyuns they're you know what the thing is it's like it's funny because they're not real onion rings but after you eat Funyuns you feel oily mm-hmm. super oily mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's I mean I'm sure something. they fried them it's fried something Maybe but the nice thing about these Trader Joe uh, lentil and rice rings are that they're baked and so they're really light tasting and, but the dangerous part, the bag is kind of small. You can finish the bag in one sitting. So you got to be careful about that. Now, yeah, they're healthy, but not if you eat the whole friggin' bag. Well, what's the serving size? How many lentil rings can you eat in one Let's sitting? See. You can eat 24 pieces. Okay, and it's 130 calories. Oh, that's very decent. And six grams of fat. So if you eat the whole container, it's 340 calories and 15 grams of fat. So, and 41 grams of carbs. So maybe not too bad, but still. That's a lot of carbs. Oh, I would you think. Could, I know. Well, you and you could easily eat two bags. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I'm going to share this goodness with some colleagues of ours. And there's one um, colleague, Monica. Shout out, Monica. She loves chips. Hey, girl. Hey. And so I was like, let me <laughs> have her. Let me try to have Chip Queen try some of these. So, and she doesn't. She likes. She's very limited in her palate. I'm not knocking her. That, but she. That's. She'll tell you. Like she only likes to eat chicken. She doesn't like other meats. And she's very particular about the types of chips she eats. But I was like, give these a try. Let's see what happens. And then I had, I saw her eyes bulge and she's like, these are actually good. And I'm like, duh, I'm giving them to you. I don't give crap quality products to people. (laughs) Well, kudos to you for doing God's work. Uh, Thank you. Like I'm trying to change and turn her health around. And now instead of eating funny, she could eat these. Oh, good. But I recommend to everyone out there too, if you go to Trader Joe's, look for these. Uh, if you like these kind of, uh, you know, the these rings have a uh, not too salty, they're savory, and they just really hit the right spot in terms. That's what she was saying too. Monica was saying, you know, I, I knew I needed something to eat. I didn't know what it was, but apparently it was these. <laughs> her, her body is craving healthier choices. She needed some lentils. She sure did. <laughs> Some lentil rings. So, well, that's why I like Trader Joe's. I enjoy their different flavors that they have, different offerings, and then their seasonal options that they have. And then the store smells so good around this time. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, right during this time, half the stuff in the store is pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> Everything pumpkin spices, pumpkin or apple. So, got those nice fall flavors and colors and scents going on. But, you know, talking about how you're saying all this 
apple and season and fall it's kind of putting me in a blah mood <laughs> not not that it's a bad thing but you know i i'm struggling today and i think it's like seasonal right the weather is changing uh -huh. the time is getting ready to change it's getting darker quicker um so just recently boom you know this our workplace we are now telecommuting two days a week uh -huh. and my preferred days to telecommute are monday tuesday well i've been struggling since midweek so <laughs> <laughs> even after a four-day weekend <laughs> Actually, well, technically, I shouldn't call it a four-day weekend. We're working Monday and Tuesday, yes. but you're not coming to campus, which helps a lot. It helps a lot. And my body really gets used to, you know, four days of not physically coming to work. And mm. then when I have to actually come to work, <laughs> I'm just like, okay, get it together, girl. You got to get your ticket punch for the struggle bus. Yes. <laughs> so um, I, yes, I'm, I'm currently struggling. Like I said, I think it may be the weather. Also, the time is getting ready to change. Also, I'm experiencing lady issues. So oh. I have all of those things, um, you know, against me. And then this morning, it was so weird. As I was coming to work, a black cat tried to run into my garage. Oh. <laughs> Which well. kind of like, not freaked me out, but okay, we know it's spooky season. And I do not have any pets. I am not like a pet friendly house or anything. Not like I'm trying to attract cats to come to my house. And you can tell that the cat was like trying to make it before the garage closed. And it closed like at the last second, right, oh. right, right in its face. Oh, so, no. yeah, I, I, I have no idea. Maybe the cat's trying to run away from home. I don't know, but don't run into my house. Well, I think the cat was trying to stop you from lighting the black flame candle because, you know, a virgin shouldn't light the black flame candle. Wait, what, is, what are you saying? That's from the Hocus Pocus. Oh, okay. I was like, wait a minute, huh? Like a vir if a virgin lights a black flame candle, it calls the, sis the witch sisters back, the Sanderson sisters. Oh, no, we don't want, we don't want the witch sisters uh, <laughs> to come back. No, no, thank you. So, well, yeah. I was waiting for you to say, well, I don't have to worry about a virgin lighting the candle in my house. <laughs> you know, um, for our boobs out there, that is none of their business. <laughs> but yeah, I, I got it. But I was like, no, I'm not going to respond to that. <laughs> She's a but, lady, y'all. Yes. Treat her like a lady. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, that was that was my experience this morning. Kind of like freaked me out a little bit. But other than that, you know, overall, I'm good. I'm healthy. I'm here. I get to see my boo, get to record. I got a little freaked out. Boo, you know this. I had like frantically called you yesterday. Yes. You didn't answer. Then I frantically text you. We got a text message that there was an emergency on the campus where you work at. And unfortunately, when you get messages that way, you know, your mind automatically thinks the worst. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you were going to say something? No, I appreciate you checking up on me. But unfortunately, I think I had my phone in my pocket, but I was busy evacuating the building. Yeah. So. And thankfully, it was evacuation for something else. Not you know what's what terrible, though? Hmm. Oh, yeah. Let's tell everybody. It, it wasn't. Well, tell, tell them what you thought. Well, I, unfortunately, I thought it was an active shooter situation only because there was one this week, sadly. And so when I saw that message, I was like, oh, my God, is something happening on the campus where we work at? 
and there was it wasn't it was actually a power outage <laughs> yeah that's what it was <laughs> but i was gonna say unfortunately too even though we take these trainings uh of what to do in different emergencies you know boo what i'm talking about they make mm -hmm. us do these mandatory online trainings mm -hmm. take little mini tests and such yeah um there was a staff member they had closed off the door to the elevators on our floor Mm -hmm. but she still opened the door to use the elevator i'm like you're not supposed to use the elevator and she just kept going <laughs> all of that it's unfortunately it's kind of out the window when you're in that moment yeah well i mean it wasn't that she was panicked she just didn't care and it's like okay well if you get stuck that's that's on you boo yeah mm. <laughs> well yeah i mean so if you talked about that black cat mm -hmm. right? so i'm gonna talk about the opposite you know cats and dogs but the, which makes me think of, oh, well, it's also Halloween. Um, I watched Werewolf by Night, which and I is- was going to um, say, your outfit looks really good today. I, I'm picking up on the Halloween vibes. That, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> I have like an orange shirt with a black vest. And that's what everybody's saying. Oh, you're so festive. I was like, hey, we're right around that time. Um, but I watched Werewolf by Night. It's a Marvel property on Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. And it's actually the first Marvel Studios special presentation where it's kind of like a one-off kind of show uh -huh. uh, or a little film that they did. But it's still in the Marvel Universe, cinematic universe continuity. So anything that happens in this show, the ramifications do reverberate through the actual cinematic universe in Marvel. Mm -hmm. So it's not like in a separate timeline or a one-off story that doesn't count. Um, the stakes are there for potentially the, these characters that were introduced being introduced in later Marvel movies or TV shows. But um, what it is basically, uh, the title kind of gives it away. There's a werewolf in it. <laughs> this is like Teen Wolf. 2022 version. Remember no, that nothing, nothing like Teen Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> when you say werewolf, I think of Teen Wolf. That's like the last werewolf movie I think I've seen. Hey, girl, that's been the age. That's like in the 80s. <laughs> well, we were just talking about this before we recorded, but it's been like what two and a half years since I've been to the actual movie theater. Yeah. So. Yeah, I haven't seen, I've only seen a small amount of movies in the theater because I just had to see them, but I generally don't go if I don't need to go. Yeah. Uh, but what Werewolf by Night is about is basically a group of monster hunters competing for a relic called the Bloodstone because the former owner of it, um, his he passed away. So they had to be in a competition to see who could get this relic and it really helps in fighting other monsters. Mm -hmm. And so these monster hunters were in a, put in a maze and they were um, to kill a deadly monster to win the prize, but they also have to kill each other to eliminate each other from oh, getting the prize. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually something refreshing from Marvel. I mean, it was, shot, it was shot in that old universal monster style with the black and white. And um, there was little flourishes in the in the film where they try to make it look like an old movie reel from back in the day, their little cigarette burn marks on the, on the TV screen and things. It was really cool. Very stylistic. It was a good cast as well. Gael Garcia Bernal was in it as uh, werewolf by night, but his human name, which is very playful was Jack Russell, <laughs> like a Jack Russell terrier. <laughs> uh, and there you could catch some moments before he had turned into the werewolf where he was indicating he might have that affliction because he would like scratch his behind his ear, kind of like a dog with his hand. And he had those kind of dog motions. Yeah, giving um, you those little hints. 
And this is a property that a lot of people don't know about, a lot of Marvel fans who are casual, because you have to really deep dive into the Marvel Universe to know. I already knew about Werewolf by Night because I've been a longtime comic book reader. And even though I didn't read his specific books, he would pop up in comic books that I would read, like Blade or anything like that, because in that segment of the Marvel Universe. Um, but Laura Donnelly was Elsa Bloodstone, and she was the daughter of the person that passed away, but they had a strange kind of relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, but and it was the good cast, all the monster hunters were really cool. I'm not going to run down every one of them, but they were really cool. And then the, uh, the really nice part about this is it was directed by uh, Michael Giacchino. And a lot of fans out there will know him because he's a prominent film composer, but he won uh, an Oscar for the Pixar movie Up. Mm -hmm. And then he also won um, Emmy, uh, an Emmy for the TV series Lost, okay. and you know, which I really enjoyed that show. And then uh, he's won Grammys for Ratatouille and Up as well. And he's actually done a lot of work for Marvel and Disney. And he's actually done the music score for like the uh, when they revamped Space Mountain. That's his Good music work. that you hear. Uh -huh. yeah. So and he does a lot of other. Uh, scoring for Mar uh, Marvel movies like he did all the Spider-Man films Homecoming Far From Home No Way Home and then the most recently Thor Love and Thunder but so this I think the second thing that he's ever directed but he did such an amazing job on it and he should direct more really he's so he's very multi-talented I was gonna say a lot of talent yeah and then also surprisingly for a Marvel property I think it made it made me do a second take and other people too that I'm aware of because it was kind of violent compared to most Marvel things. And oh. there was blood in it. Oh, I was gonna say in what way? So you would say gory? Not gory, but you know, someone did lose an arm. <laughs> I mean, that could, to me, that's perceived as gory. I get, I mean, I guess the way it was done, it was just chopped off. And so it wasn't like in a horror movie kind of way. Uh -huh. But I mean, there was a lot of blood compared to most Marvel things. But the reason why they got away with it was because it was a black and white. So you see you the blood spray, blood but it wasn't everywhere. red. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that can be violent then, and traumatic just to see all of those images like that. <laughs> but no, I, I thought it was really a fun outing and something very different from what Marvel fans are used to in terms of the superhero films. Mm -hmm. So I can't wait to see these characters. I don't want to spoil the surprise for who, who else was in there, but uh, I'd like to see these characters pop up again in future properties or other marvel franchises so hopefully but it's right around the corner for halloween because we're a few days away people can watch it this say, coming very weekend. very fitting werewolf and arm limbs getting chopped off <laughs> and things like that <laughs> well it sounds like people who watch it could be frightened i don't know if it's well it's about, i mean everyone's level of fright i mean there's some jump scares in there i must say so. yeah so well i'll tell you what i was frightened by tell us <laughs> well this past weekend i rode my first ferris wheel <laughs> your first ever first ever wow i i never intended on riding a ferris wheel but my seven-year-old niece <laughs> see it's always me, a child that kind of prompts you to do such a thing and boo okay now this ferris wheel wasn't like the link ferris wheel in las vegas nevada you know how well, that one's like yeah, that one's fun because you got alcohol on that one too so. well you have like your enclosed pod it's a pod and you yeah and you can stand up in it <laughs> this ferris wheel was rinkadink it was like rickety you can see the rust 
on the actual oh, ride. See, yeah, see, that's what scares me about those like little pop-up carnivals is that how good of a condition are those rides in? And then the first thing my mind would be going to is, am I in Final Destination? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, at first, I did not want to ride it. I had no intention on riding it. But the ride operator said that my niece couldn't ride it by herself because I was getting ready to send her by herself. <laughs> like, I, really, <laughs> I was. But then the parent in front of me, like, judged me when I asked the <laughs> the ride, the tour, I mean, the, the ride operator that. And so I felt pressured from both sides, right? From oh, this, like, stranger <laughs> looking at me like I'm crazy. And then my niece looking up at me like, auntie, please, I really want to ride it. <laughs> So as I'm walking into the seat, I asked the operator, what's the weight capacity for this ride? So he says 500 pounds up to 250 pounds each person. And I said, okay, get in the ride, sit down. Now, the thing that was most terrifying for me was, you know, because I'm sure you've rode a Ferris wheel before, Boo. Right? I have many times. So you know how if it's empty seats, like, they'll stop the ride to let new riders get yes. on. So here we are, right? The ride's going, but then it stops. The ride's going and then it stops. And each time it's creeping higher and higher and higher. Well, I'm freaking out because on the back of the, the uh, seats, it says, do not rock, right? We're um. trying not to rock, but it's windy. And you know... <laughs> I'm on this Rikatink Ferris wheel. It's windy. And then you have my niece who has all this energy and who's like trying to look down and stuff like that. I'm freaking out. <laughs> I'm freaking out. I'm asking her, please do not, you know, rock. It says do not rock. And I'm just trying to look up and not down because uh -huh. I don't want to freak out anymore. <laughs> so <Poor> luckily <laughs> the, the starting and stopping didn't last that long. And then, but once the Ferris wheel went around, it was okay. It, I was I was a little bit more, you know, calm yeah. and my niece was having fun and things like that. So well, I could see how that would ex escalate your anxiety when it's not moving fully until they load up and then you're just like incrementally moving up <laughs> and up and up. Yes. I'm like, oh my God. But I could say I rode my first Ferris wheel and I did it for my niece. The things oh, that auntie will do. I know. Loving auntie and you survived. <laughs> and so you made a memory for her. I did. So, you know, that meme is like, if do it scared or, or if you're scared while you're doing it, it's a good thing or something uh, like that. I was like, mm -mm, this is not a good thing. Like I could potentially die. <laughs> well, there's certain rides that, I mean, I get on, but I really get anxiety about being on it but i know i'm gonna have fun uh -huh. but like at knott's berry farm for those of you who've been there uh i don't know if it's still there because it's been a while since i've been but because you know that free fall ride where you mm -hmm. or i don't know i think they call it screaming something but where you sit strapped in a chair and it takes you up and then you're mm -hmm. really high on this tower and then it drops you in the whole you know it's chair called and scream. everything mm -hmm. it's scream called that's scream. it thank mm -hmm. you yeah. Thank you, boo. But yeah, that ride, I love it. But at the same time, I get anxiety when I'm sitting in it, you know? Well, I think for me, when I was younger, I didn't have a problem riding any of those rides, right? But maybe as I've gotten older, I'm kind of analyzing the situation and I'm like, no, this thing can <laughs> malfunction and I could like fall to my death. Like, <laughs> 
you know, especially yeah. when you can see the rust on the ride and you can hear that it's rickety. Well, that's the scary part. I know. <laughs> so. But I think, I think as adults too, when you enter those things, it's different the more you age, because as much as I've always loved roller coasters my whole life, but as when now when I'm older getting on these, I'm like, is that thing going to rattle my head around so much? I'm going to get a headache afterwards. You know what like, I mean? Am I going to develop CTE? Cause I do not want to. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> it's like, is my spine going to be right after oh this? My God. <laughs> oh man. The struggles of getting old. It, so. Yes. Well, wiser. We're getting wiser. So well, if, I mean, we're that wise. Life. Why are we still getting on the roller coaster? <laughs> for me, it's, it's for the kids. For me. <laughs> See, I don't have that excuse. I think it's because I'm still a kid at heart, even though my my mind tells me you're not, but my body, no, no, my mind says you are, but my body says, hell no, you're not. Sit down, so. boo. That's what your body says. Sit down, boo. So that was, that was my thrill. Well, I'm glad you survived, Boo, and that, um, like I said, you made a memory for your niece, which is amazing, and yes. uh, just now, but hopefully it didn't open the floodgates for you to go on scarier things with her. No, she already knows. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, she's with her parents, so her dad is an avid, like, roller coaster rider, okay. thankfully, so this particular time, um, I was with her, her parents were not there, and, you know, like I said, I was being judged, because I was like, did she go by herself? <laughs> So yes, I felt pressured, but it, pressure for a good reason. So I mean, if you want to stay safe, you can uh -huh. do what I do and just watch some upcoming trailers for movies and shows coming up. <laughs> just at home, at home, yes, in the comfort safe in your and home, safety of your own home, and not in a rickety chair. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a little bit better. <laughs> so well, I mean, I mean. Yes, you'll be safe at home, but some of the stuff I'm going to be talking about are actually like horror kind of things. So I know you don't really like horror that much. Yeah. Well, uh, but side note, when you said at home, I don't know if you saw Boo, but on the news, there is this lady who was mad for some reason and she had like an axe and she was like busting out someone's windows at home. Like uh -huh. she busted out all their windows. Oh so gosh. sometimes when you're at home, it's not necessarily safer either no it's true though because another side story i there's a, a my to get to my house there's a big main street that everybody goes on but there's houses along the way and i always say i would not want a house on this street mm -hmm. and one time a car crashed through one of the houses into somebody's living room oh my god because there's nothing to stop a car on that main street from swerving and going into a house yeah so i was like i would never be buying a house on this street oh no. so well thankfully we've been safe in our respective homes, knock on wood. Well, yeah, and like in your in your area, which is kind of is it? It's not gated, right? But it's like enclosed. It's gated. There's a. Gate. It's a gated. Okay, mm -hmm. and mine's gated too. So it, look, we bougie. We need codes to get into <laughs> our places of residence. And that's why I still, I still like, I I feel relatively safe when I have deliveries because, um, it, because it's like the gated. It's not, it doesn't guarantee anything, but it does help a little bit in terms yeah. of like when they leave stuff at your door. Mm -hmm. What I love most though about the Amazon drivers, they tend to always hide things behind like the porch post or whatever. So that's great. Um, UPS drivers, not US, USPS drivers, you could learn something because a lot of times they just prop it up against the door where everyone could see it. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Oh, like <laughs> visible, right? You can tell. Like when I look out my people, there's, there's something like behind you know, 
like it's because it's when you open my front door you have um, like a section and it's kind of enclosed and then after that enclosed section it's open so usually my deliveries they do come in the enclosed section because you really can't see yeah. but like you're saying like the usps workers they just throw it <laughs> they yes. just throw it over and it's like all out and all exposed but Amazon will take the time to like walk it up to the enclosed section, uh-huh. kind of leave it hidden. Yeah. I like right. when Amazon takes a pic of it for you so you can see where they put it. You're like, thank you. <laughs> I always <laughs> respond to the survey to ask how the driver did. So, and I marked the little um, things that they want you to mark, like handle with care or whatever. But I can't usually answer if they were friendly or whatever because I didn't talk to them. But yeah. They just um, kind of but I do appreciate that they left it lovingly hidden away. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, getting to my trailers, um, yeah. the first one I want to talk about was Megan, uh, which is interesting. It's gonna it's a it's a sci-fi horror film. You haven't seen this trailer, Boo? I have not, but I do know that it has like the three in place of the E. Yes, and I I'm kind of interested to know the story behind that. Well, if there's significance with that three. Yeah, in the story, she's um, Megan is short for Model 3 Generative Android. Oh, okay. So it spells out Megan. Model 3 Tesla. Model 3 Gen. Right. <laughs> uh, um, but anyway, so like she basically, is, uh, people are kind of calling her like the new Chucky, which I could kind of see she's a doll. Mm-hmm. But the thing that's creepy about Megan is she's an AI android and she adapts and she's life-size like she's like a life-size child she's not small like chucky is and so you know in the trailer you see she starts off as a friend for this young girl who lost her parents and now she's with her aunt her aunt developed this um ai doll and so then the doll just becomes sentient on its own and has parameters to protect the niece at any cost so when you tell an AI something like that, it's going to do what it's told mm-hmm. at any cost. <laughs> so, and that it, I mean, the trailer looks very entertaining, like a fun popcorn thriller horror movie. There looks like there's some gore in it, um, but the movie has been going, or the trailer has been going viral because there's a scene where Megan dances. Oh, okay. And it's just that's, how the, does she do? Well, that's the thing. The word, the movement is kind of weird and fluid, but she kind of looks like she's doing Janet Jackson's snake. You know, she's going from side to side. Mm-hmm. And so you might at some point see a lot of memes. I've already seen a lot of memes with this. And uh, our listeners out there, my, our boo-boos, they might have seen it too. And I, I actually, I know some friends who have been using the meme or seen it. And I was like, oh my God, you're using the Megan meme. They're like, what? Because they never saw the trailer. So they are <laughs> like, what are you talking Megan. about? <laughs> So Allison Williams plays Megan. Yes. Right. It's so well, she's the, she. Allison Williams is the scientist who creates Megan. She. But is Megan modeled after her? I believe maybe because well, you know the thing is the funny thing is Megan looks like people say she looks like either Elizabeth Olsen or Scarlett Johansson. Or mixture of the two. Oh, well, the uh, her Megan's eyes are really creepy. Yeah, it's scary looking. Like, no, I'm not gonna watch this trailer at home, especially if I'm by myself. Um, but uh, Allison Williams, so she was in Get Out, and I can remember yeah. her like haunting eyes from Get Out. So she kind of freaks me out, anyways, without <laughs> even like being a character. No shade. <laughs> 
Well, I hope that's a good movie. I hope you enjoy watching it, but I don't think I'll be watching that. Well, it's not going to win any critics awards, but it just looks like a fun film. Yeah. But thank you. Mm-hmm. But well, that comes out January 6th, 2023. Oh, I thought it was coming out pretty soon. I was going to yeah, say not for it's Halloween. Fitting, so um, I don't know if I would want to start the new year with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing that's infamous about the beginning of the year, January is predominantly where studios dump their projects that they don't either have faith in or they don't want to fully advertise. But sometimes you get some gems like Megan. I don't know if it's going to do well, but it looks fun. Yeah. Um, the next thing that I saw was the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which is going to be the second Marvel Studios special presentation after Werewolf by Night. Again, mm-hmm. another one-off, but it's part of um, the M- main MCU storylines that you know could things that come out there from this could result uh, affecting other things in the future. Mm-hmm. But the main plot, from what I could see, it's like a one-minute trailer, but. The Guardians, um, they want to make Peter Quill, their leader, Star-Lord, um, played by Chris Pratt, happy or cheer him up because it's almost Christmas time on Earth where he's from. And he's also sad because he lost his girlfriend, Gamora, who was on the team, um, uh, Zoe Saldana's character. And so they, they, they want to cheer him up. So they come to Earth to find a way to find a gift for him if they can. I won't tell people if they haven't seen the trailer what the gift is, Uh but it's hilarious and everybody loves this whole thing. Um, And yeah, I don't want want to say too much to give anything away for for people who haven't seen the trailer, but I think you should watch it. I will add that the cast, though, does have a really strong cast because I am a fan of Kevin Bacon, who Uh is in this movie. Bradley Cooper, love him, love the Hangover movies. You already mentioned Zoe Saldana and then Dave Bautista and his thick neck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's just a thick man. (laughs) Well, and Vin Diesel too, shout out. Yeah. And then, well, the funny thing is if you see this trailer and you see, because you know Baby Groot, right? Baby Groot? Yeah, you know Groot? Because that's Vin Diesel plays Groot, the character who's like the tree, the living tree. Okay. And so Groot got blown up and then he turned into baby Groot and he's regrowing from one of the movies so and so as he's regrowing he's going through basically what would be equivalent to being a teenager to a young adult and hopefully back to where he was in the beginning Mm -hmm. as an adult but in this Guardians Galaxy special holiday special you can see he's like really jacked and yoked and and apparently he's been working out so he's like a thick old tree man and he's going, I think he's going through the, the phase of being a young teen or 20 something, uh, a bro, basically, from what I can see. I uh, wonder if we'll see any Halloween costumes with that the thick old tree man. It's possible. <laughs> I mean, that people only have a few days to pull that together. But, you know, people do miracle things with their ho- costumes. They do. Um, but what I like about this holiday special, too, is Marvel's giving us something else to watch for the holidays because last holiday season, they gave us the Hawkeye series with Jeremy Renner and his character from the Avengers. And it was set during the holidays. So it was almost like a Christmas event to watch. And yeah, it's something you could watch annually around Christmas time. So this is another thing with the Guardians that they're providing some kind of holiday um, event to watch each holiday. Yeah. yeah. You can um, add it to your, uh, after you're done watching your Christmas Hallmark movies. Oh, that's the thing. I'm trying. I gotta. I'm definitely gonna watch this holiday special. But I've already started with my Hallmark uh, movies, and I'm gonna be talking about that coming up in November, December because I'm really excited. Um, Entertainment Weekly put out a list of all the upcoming movies for the next couple months, and uh-huh. I already marked which ones I'm gonna be watching. Like, oop, oop, oop. 
<laughs> I'm excited for you, Bill. Thank you. Uh, this, uh, this time of the year, I'm excited, but my DVR is not because it has no space in it. <laughs> A little smoke is coming from it. It's like overload, overload. Like, Darn you. But um, so the next trailer would be another Marvel, uh, but in the in the film uh, realm, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. And there's not too much to say about this, but uh, Ant-Man and all his supporting characters, Michelle Pfeiffer, Michael Douglas, um, uh, Evangeline Lilly, they're all going to go back into the quantum realm, which is another part of the Marvel Universe. It's on the sub-microcosmic level. Uh, sub-atomic level. They're, they basically, it's like, honey, I shrunk the kids. They shrank <laughs> yeah. into the quantum realm. And what this is really going to be cool for is we're going to see... Jonathan Major's full character of uh, Kang the Conqueror, which is a big super villain in the Marvel comics. Excited for and him. So we saw Jonathan Majors in the Loki series, but he was another variant of Kang uh, or that, that person that he is. And then so we found out in Loki, there's variants of a person and they are different versions of themselves. Mm -hmm. But Kang the Conqueror, who's going to be an Ant-Man, he's like a big villain. Um, so it's going to be really exciting to see what happens because we know from marvel's announcement earlier a few months ago that kang is going to be part of the next big avengers movie so he's you're, the next big villain kang like kang k-a-n-g kang uh -huh. okay like kang hey kang hey kang gang gang kang kang <laughs> just want to make sure i was understanding you <laughs> So I know it's comic book names, but yeah. So, I mean, that's the major thing there is that I think this movie is going to set up a lot of things going forward for the Marvel universe after that point. Um, side note. So there, Walt, Walton Goggins, uh -huh. he's in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Okay. So you remember in Living Color? <laughs> I know you remember in Living Yeah, I Color. do, of course. Jim Carrey, remember when he used to play Fire Marshal Bill? Yeah. Do, do you see it? <laughs> no, I... <laughs> I can see what you're referring to, yes. <laughs> That's it. That's all the comment I was. But he's like, a, 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 a Mr. Goggins is a very good actor. Oh, he's yeah. No, actor. I'm not taking away <laughs> from his craft and his creativity. No, I'm just saying when I see him, I get fire marshal. But robot. now you just have me thinking, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See? See, I know you see it. I, I know I see it, but now when you think when I think of Fire Marshal Bill, I think of Jim Carrey doing that laugh. <laughs> so and if lastly, uh, Walton Goggins is ever on SNL, he should do. <laughs> but he's more of a serious actor. Yeah, you know? he's like, I'm not going to do that crap. <laughs> <laughs> but then the last uh, trailer that I saw that I want to talk about quickly is uh, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. And it's more of an anthology series in Netflix. It actually just came out this week as we're recording, um, just in time for Halloween. But it's a, basically eight short stories directed um, by different directors. And actually, Guillermo del Toro, I think he directed one or two, but he wrote two of them. Um, and so they're going to be, and knowing his vision and what he probably wants from the people he collaborated with things are going to be either visually stunning or creepy and definitely interesting and so i can't wait to go see this and i'm glad it's out just in time for halloween but it's on netflix so if you're out there i, I mean there's a lot of good actors through peppered through each of the episodes mm -hmm. um and 
I think uh, anyone who likes creepy stuff and Guillermo del Toro fans especially, they're gonna and they love his aesthetic. I think they're gonna like it. Okay. Well, you've been spending your time watching movie trailers. Uh huh. I've been spending my time attempting to get groceries delivered from Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> so you ain't got no time for trailers. You're like, I need to eat. <laughs> so the Walmart that is closest to my house, apparently they had some sort of emergency and they were behind on orders, but no one knew this until like they weren't receiving their orders. So I placed an order like maybe four or five days ago. And on day two, I'm like, where is my order? And so I was looking on like the neighborhood app and people were saying, oh yeah, that Walmart had an emergency. There was a flood. Even if you go there to try to pick up your order, the line is like wrapped around the building. And so I have not had like a full order of groceries for like the last weeks of October. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. Are you eating, Boo? <laughs> I'm eating, but very odd things, right? Because, you know, like at the beginning of the month, Boo, when you get your groceries, like your meals are balanced, right? So you mm-hmm. have like your veggies and you have your protein, you have your starch. <laughs> I've I've kind of just been eating like random stuff. <laughs> well, you know, that's that's at the point where you start getting creative. What can I put together? <laughs> well, and like how we said earlier that the seasons are changing. And so my body is craving like heavier foods. Uh-huh. Comfort food. Mm-hmm. So typically I would not eat a chili dog. <laughs> <laughs> but I found myself having a chili dog and it was quite delicious. It was very nostalgic. Because I used to eat chili dogs as a child. Um, well, go ahead. I've, I've had those moments where you're at the end of the month, you didn't, for whatever reason, you didn't get groceries. Either you can't afford it or you just haven't gone out and you've been busy and you're hungry, but you don't want to leave the house. So you're like, what can I scrape together with a ketchup packet, <laughs> soy sauce, rice, you know, just a saltine like- <laughs> cracker. Well, let me tell you what I had for breakfast the other day. And it was actually good. So I was kind of embarrassed, but so walmart they sell these really good brioche hot dog buns because remember i said i had Uh chili chili dogs and so i'm looking in my fridge and i'm like okay um i don't have any english muffins i don't have any turkey sausages because remember i did not get my order but what i did have was some string cheese and pepperoni (laughs) (laughs) so i got the brioche hot dog bun Uh i put I lined it, I lined pepperonis in the bun, and then I stuck the string cheese. That sounds really good, actually. <laughs> and then I put it in the air fryer. Boom. Hey, you made a pizza dog. It was so good. <laughs> you crisp up that little pepperoni, too? Because, <laughs> you know, like the grease of the pepperoni, like, melted with the string cheese. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a ghetto breakfast, <laughs> but it's really good. <laughs> you made you made your version of a Hot Pocket. <laughs> And now that we're going to be in November pretty soon, I'm like, I'm just going to wait to do a brand new grocery order. And hopefully by that time, Walmart will get its act together and I will actually get my, get my delivery. I have not set foot in a grocery store and I can't tell you how long. Well, I'm glad you addressed that because I'm sure listeners are like, why don't you just go to a grocery store? <laughs> I just, I, I don't do it. And you know this, boo, you know, I'm a Jamaican. You know, I got like job on top of job. <laughs> She's busy, y'all. 
so that was just like it would just be more time I would have to find going inside of a grocery store and actually like shopping for things when I can just click and add to my cart and then get it delivered to my house. Uh, isn't it amazing everything we can do these days? Imagine back before that you had to you were going into grocery stores. I don't know how my parents did it, but they deserve <laughs> all the things. <laughs> Working full time, having multiple kids, and having to go to the grocery store. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Well, I think my parents actually enjoy going there. They're always looking for the meat specials. My dad is, too. Yeah. And then my mom yells at him because he brings all this meat home. And she's like, why are you buying all of this? <laughs> He's like, I got barbecue for my kids. <laughs> he, he still buys food like he's shopping for a family of six. And it's only three people at home now. <laughs> I know. My parents are the same. And so, like, I end up taking meat home. Yeah, so meat's expensive, so I will take it. I will oh, yeah, take, I know. I will true. take the free meat. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've kind of been looking in my fridge and seeing, like, what meals I can create just with the things that I have. It makes you get creative. You you could be one of those um, chefs on the food competition shows. They give you the weird ingredients, and you make something. You make, you make a meal. So <laughs> I think my next meal will be, because I know what I have. I have some, some cabbage. So I think I'm going to chop that up and stew it. And then I have some top ramen noodles. I'll make some noodles. And I think I have chicken wings in my deep freezer. So I'll have to defrost those. But to me, that sounds like a delicious meal. You've got everything there. There you go. So it's just actually being creative or knowing how to prepare yeah. the meal. You got your so. meat, vegetables, carbs. Yeah. So... <laughs> My, I found the top ramen packet like deep, deep down in the pantry. <laughs> <laughs> but no one will go hungry in my home. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's been uh, my experience lately. Time with um, just trying to find foods to eat because I well, something that helps me not be so hungry and I can get by is coffee. So as well, I've talked about coffee a lot on our podcast. Mm -hmm. But I did go to a coffee shop in LA and it was super cute. Um, it's called Some More LA and it's in Koreatown. And the theme is really, like I said, super cute. They It's um, pink and white, a lot of pink and white. There's a lot of stuffed animals in there and giant bears, like a bear sitting in a swing. Is and it a bear like sitting. the Sanrio store? I'm it kind of like, well, yeah, not as many animals in there but it's really super cute and you could there's like little spaces and nooks where you can take cute little photos i've, I've already said cute so many times but that's all that's, that's the like, word that works cute. for it. it's super cute and then um uh, the only downside is well in terms of the space there's not enough seating inside so once all the tables and chairs are taken and it's in this like shopping plaza with no seats outside there's it's like you have to, have to wait for somebody to leave or you have to plan to leave <laughs> or everyone's you know, just... gonna like look at you like are you done yet <laughs> they're gonna try to intimidate you <laughs> well fortunately when i went with a, my group of friends um uh, these two female friends were finishing up at a table and they invited us to take the table so that was oh, kind of them that's good but so also the desserts they sell there are super cute i keep saying uh, but like they have bear shaped brownies and they're um, they're adorable. And then they're all they also have unique cookies like blueberry cookie or and they're like they might have some kind of jam in it. Uh, I didn't try any of those. I have to say the brownies 
a couple of, one was really dry oh. the others were too sweet for me but then my sweet level i don't really have a high tolerance for sweet so other people mm-hmm. might not think it's sweet mm-hmm. um don't you, also don't had, you hate that when foods are super cute but then the taste does not match the yeah, aesthetic when something's visually pleasing yeah, but then it, yeah the taste isn't there yeah it's disappointing um they also had crepe cakes um were the, made out of just like you know uh, the the cake slice had a bunch of thinly layered crepes put together oh, to make different. up a cake. Uh huh. And then I said that's different. Yeah, uh, it's, you find that a lot in Asian bakeries, and they're delicious. Um, but the ones that they had were a little dry. I have to mm-hmm. say that I've had better, uh, but they have different flavors too, like mango, matcha, tiramisu, um, and then. They did have interesting drinks on the menu too. So I had something called an ocean latte, which I'd never seen anywhere else. Uh And essentially it's basically a vanilla latte. I got vanilla flavoring, Uh, but they put the the pea flower tea at the top. So it's a blue color on top of your coffee. Okay. So it's very pretty to look at, but once you mix it in. I was going to say that brown color (laughs) mixed with the blue. I don't know. Oh, you lose the blue color, of course, but then the pea flower is so neutral it doesn't really change the coffee uh, the coffee flavor uh-huh because um, i was worried i was like once i mix this in what's this coffee gonna taste <laughs> like it didn't it wasn't too bad but it, i would just say go there for the cuteness the unique experience it's uh, you know it's just fun to take somebody to say hey look how it's visually interesting the and it's an instagram worthy place but i can't say that the quality of everything is fantastic mm-hmm. in terms of the food uh, i didn't try they have sandwiches and stuff i didn't have any of that but the desserts were mediocre for me, but the drink was actually good. And my friends enjoyed their drinks. So I would say maybe go for drinks and maybe try one cute pastry, <laughs> at least to take an Instagram picture. You're like, read the reviews first to see which pastry is the most decent. Yeah. I mean, like. Even the reviews are kind of mixed though, because some people love the cookies and others will tell you they're dry or, but again, it depends on each person's tastes and, and, and what they like. Yeah. Okay. And then that blue on your drink was this like a, a it was an ocean color. Well, our ocean water is not blue, but <laughs> when you think of ocean water, is it like the pretty blue? Yeah, it's very pretty. Like okay. uh, it's like so this pretty blue layer sitting on top of that brown and white coffee and milk. Mm, so, okay. Uh, yeah. And so visually it for your Instagram or whatever social media, it's pretty to take a photo of. Nice. And that's why I got it. You know, I love the aesthetics. <laughs> you, you, do. you do. Now, I'm pretty sure you're going to be putting that up on your personal page. Yes. Sometime. <laughs> so. All right, boo. Well, this has been great as usual. Anything else before we get out of here to continue being blah today? <laughs> well, now that we're at the end of as of this recording, the end of Halloween, almost to Halloween, a few days away. So happy Halloween. Stay safe, everybody. If you're going to party, make sure you party responsibly. Yes. And for our boobs out there who may not celebrate Halloween, happy harvest, happy bountiful season, <laughs> happy, just, yeah. Be safe, yeah well, whichever fun. way you celebrate this part of the season, yeah. please enjoy and be safe. Well, boobs, it's been great as always. We appreciate you for listening and for your support. And until next time, be bougie. And remember, you ain't got to be bougie if you stay bougie. Bye. Bye.